G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, sometimes infidelity has huge consequences, especially when things are played out in public. And one story that's emerged out of the UK where a popular TV presenter had indiscretions come to light that has created crisis on a whole lot of different levels. The broadcaster ITV has been dealing with the fallout for the admissions that its popular daytime host, Philip Schofield, had an affair with a younger colleague. Well, David Robertson, the director of the Ask Project with Sydney Anglicans, is back with us once again today. Hey, David, a special welcome back to 2020. Yeah, privilege being back with you. Um, And... uh I know this it will sound strange, but this is actually a, a really interesting and key subject, as I hope we'll discover as we go on. Well, you know, not all listeners are going to be familiar with Philip Schofield. Uh, he has been very popular on daytime TV in the UK for a very long time. Uh, give us a little, in a nutshell, uh, understanding of where he fits into this whole issue. Yeah, so uh, well, let me say, first of all, I would normally have no interest whatsoever in you know celebrity presenters i mean i know that you're one neil but (laughs) (laughs) not really you know recognized wherever you go you know uh billboards all over sydney and melbourne you know but um no he i i have no interest uh, and i really have no interest in the gossip around people's private lives however this one is a little bit different because uh schofield is is very well known him and his co-presenter holly willoughby probably two of the most recognizable faces in uh, UK media. I think it was about a year ago that he he did this tearful coming out as gay uh, on the main breakfast show. He's 61 years old. No, it was 2020 he came out as gay. It was kind of very emotional and, you know, oh, you're so brave. And he was lauded everywhere for doing that, despite the fact that he left his wife of, I think, was it 25 years and he's got three children as well. And, you know, then a couple of weeks ago, it came out that he and Willoughby, they have this online kind of on on camera thing where they're meant to be great friends, had actually fallen out considerably. And then he resigned. He resigned from ITV. And it came about that one of the reasons that he came out, and he, he, he denied this, of course, at the time, was that he was having an affair. And the problem is that he was having an affair uh, with a boy who he met when he was 15 years old uh, and brought him on to uh, television, made him a producer and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he two weeks ago said, I lied to ITV, I lied to my family, I lied to you and so on. So it's all played out. It's a, it's a culture. It's, it's saying a lot about hypocrisy. It's saying a lot about... Um, forgiveness or the lack of forgiveness it's saying a lot about the values that our culture has and that's what makes it very interesting for me you know it's interesting isn't it that we have this affinity for a scandal it's almost as though our human nature 
loves a scandal unless it's happening to us. Uh, infidelity and affairs. These things are quite common and usually they have a habit of coming to life, uh, coming to light. And, uh, and, uh, and it's big, of course, when you have a high profile and people do tend to uh, almost uh, live out their own way of, of addressing their own values and uh, setting their own course according to what happens uh, in the media like this. Uh, interesting here, uh, but this is a scandal. Uh, there are lies. Uh, there's the uh, coming out as gay, uh, leaving his wife. Uh, these sorts of things, sometimes, you know, the interconnection here. What are your thoughts, David, about all of the way these, all these, uh, these ways that the scandals come to light, how they all fit together? Well, you know, another thing, he did a very, another interview recently where he said, you know, he'd been pushed to the point of suicide and, and everything else. I mean, I feel really sorry for all those who are caught up in this. I think there's an element of hypocrisy and everything else, but I feel the celebrity culture hasn't really helped. And particularly the fact of absolutely praising his infidelity when he was coming out as gay, you know, and there was this whole language of we'll stand by you and you're very, very brave. And he was made out to be a hero for renouncing his marriage vows you know i just that was absolutely appalling there's an australian commentator called glenn shrivener so i'm a scottish commentator or a uk commentator here in australia glenn's in australia and he's in the uk he's got a thing called speak life and i would encourage encourage the listeners he's a, a fine christian uh, evangelist and i would encourage the listeners to go and uh, look for speak life and see his comments on this where he, he just points out the hypocrisy of the culture so we laud these celebrities, we praise someone when he comes out as gay, and now he's, he's the opposite. Now he's being completely demonized. On the other hand, there are other people who say, well, it doesn't matter, it's his private life. And yet these people are being hypocrites as well, because when he was coming out as gay, that was his private life, and they were all publicizing it and saying it's wonderful. So basically it just indicates to me the absolute mess that our culture is in. It doesn't know its right hand from its left. Interestingly, uh, the boy that he met when the boy was only 15, and he, of course, is yeah. a whole lot older than that, uh, and denials that uh, there was sexual activity uh, while he was just a boy, uh, some of these things, uh, these might cause people to doubt. Any thoughts about, you know, whether there's even the truth has come out there? No, I suspect most people think that, you know, when someone looks at the camera and lies to camera so convincingly the next time they do it why should you believe them you know so we don't know we're not in a position to judge in terms of that but we are in a position to judge this at least that um it seems very much like grooming you know that's the problem the, the, the power imbalance schofield 61 you know this was a teenager who was brought on to he, they corresponded uh via social media initially and then he was brought on to the to the show um schofield says he did something that was immoral but not illegal because the boy he says the boy was 20 when they first had uh, sexual contact i think that we don't know and the other thing that is that fascinates me is why this is so important to so many people so holly willoughby uh, i think yesterday or the day before came on and it's, and it's a most bizarre face-to-camera statement, uh, you know, dressed in white, 
very serious, saying to the audience, are you okay? You know, it's as though the audience have been traumatized by this. It's, you know, it, it, it's this kind of therapy by t television. I mean, most people in the audience don't care. To, to, to be honest, it's what you said at the beginning. There's just a, a salacious gossip aspect of it. And we need to be very careful of that. I mean, that's why personally, I had no interest in it whatsoever. And then the thought just struck me, no, this is actually a window into our culture. And so I've been reading about it and looking at it and um, come to the conclusion that it's a window that shows something that's not, uh, not great. As I say, we're in a mess. We're in a mess morally. We're in a mess socially. We're in a mess where we do therapy by television and where it seems as though we're lied to constantly. Is there a, when we talk hypocrisy, uh, when we talk those things that are contrasted, uh, when this happens, an older say an older man and a young girl uh you know the name rolf harris yeah. comes to mind uh, there is a demonization and there is uh you know there is uh, there's uh, there's time to serve in prison uh, because of mm -hmm. these things that come to light and when it happens to someone who has come out as gay it's almost as though the whole society fawning over them uh, creates a protection around them. Is this an inconsistency that is should be pointed out, do you think? It's an absolute inconsistency. I remember once a lecturer at a college telling me that he had come across a colleague, his, his uh, senior actually, um, engaged in m mild sexual activity with uh, a student, which was completely against all the rules, but because his boss was female and the student was female, nobody wanted to know because, you know, this was homophobia. So there, there are what we're finding in our culture. There's a kind of hierarchy of rights and some rights are considered to be more important than others. And ultimately, these are not really rights. These are um, people in power telling us what we should value more. And I think there's definitely an aspect of that. Interestingly enough, Neil, I was at a, a, a lawyer's breakfast this morning and I was talking on Job 31 and Job is declaring his innocence before God. And one of the things he says is that as a master, as a very rich man with lots of servants, he said that he never looked lustfully upon one of his servants. It wasn't even that. So in that culture, in a patriarchal culture, there's a power imbalance where the wealthy and the powerful are able to take sexual advantage of the weaker and especially women. And young women and Job was saying I never did that I didn't even look and I think in our culture we, we've seen this in terms of in Australia you know various cases uh, lots of cases of of domestic abuse but also sexual abuse or alleged sexual abuse and it's the power imbalance the person who can give you a promotion the person who can fire you the person who has authority over you the person who is teaching you um, we, we see, sadly seen it sometimes in the church as well where uh, in, in a, a position what's supposed to be a position of servanthood as a as a clergyman to some extent you can be in a privileged position of power and you can abuse that power in different ways and i think this story is an illustration of that david what do you think we make of uh, the profuse apologies uh, he said uh, i've made a grave error of judgment and uh, there, these sorts of things, you'll often see them from sports people, you know, when there's been some sort of indiscretion and, uh, you know, there they are appearing on a on a, a press conference and, uh, you know, looking very 
um, repentant uh, because when you are caught in the act, uh, somehow or other, these sorts of things, they have to be said. Uh, sometimes they sound a little hollow. Uh, what are your thoughts here of the idea of remorse after the exposure and how you treat that? You take it seriously or you don't take it seriously? I certainly don't take remorse seriously. Um, there are lots and lots of different things, but um, it is, it's, how will I put it? Repentance. I mean, I was at a Christian meeting recently, which was meant to be about repentance, and I felt it was much more about remorse. So remorse is kind of, uh, the way I put it, I've come across it quite a lot. Sometimes you might meet a man who's been involved in domestic violence, and he, he's been violent towards his partner, towards his wife. And he, after he's done it, he comes out lots of, with lots of remorse. That's no use. That's absolutely useless. He needs genuine repentance. And repentance is turning away from our God. And I think the good news for Philip Schofield is that there is an opportunity for forgiveness if he comes to God through Christ. The bad news is that... All his crocodile tears, we may not know. You and I cannot judge, but God knows. And uh, one day he will have to stand before his maker and give account for every ill word and every ill deed done. Um, so I think remorse is is useless. Repentance is essential. What, a, what do we make of the things that typically seem to happen uh, when you have an infidelity comes to light? Uh, then you go through a time where you're under intense pressure. And then it seems to be that the one who has uh, been unfaithful, uh, has been caught out, oftentimes, if they have a media presence, they can come back bigger and better and almost become social media stars. Uh, it's as though the imperfection becomes the thing that people become heroes for. Uh, any thoughts around that type of uh, scenario? Yeah, because there's a, there's a perversity in human nature, and that includes a perversity in those of us who are listeners. So you, you know as well as I do that, say, even in Christian media, I, I do a lot of writing. If I write an article with a headline, if I write an article about, let's say, the beauty of Christ or something, and then the next week I write an article with a headline about Bishop accused of, uh, you know, attacking choir boy or something, it is the second one that will get by far the mo most reads. Why? You know, um, it's interesting on, uh, I think it might be on Netflix, there's a, the, a program about Raoul Moat. Raoul Moat was somebody who shot uh, someone dead in Newcastle and there's a big police hunt for him and they've made a, uh, a three, a Newcastle in the UK, um, and they've made a big, uh, well, they made a three-part series about it. But the, 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 the sad thing in that series, and I've just watched it, it's how many people on social media, this man who was going around seeking to kill policemen and who'd already killed someone else and who was domestically violent and abused his children, he was a hero on social media to some people. And that is a very, very uh, worrying state of affairs, that we live in a culture where these things can be publicized, but there'll always be people who will eulogize evil. What is our takeaway here, David? What do we learn? Is it as simple as saying, because we are people who are shaped, and let's just say some reference to the Ten Commandments, uh, just don't do it. Uh, learn from the mistakes of others. Uh, keep your 
keep your uh, faithfulness to your spouse. Uh, avoid these sorts of circumstances. Not only are they detrimental to your own personal future but uh, of course what we haven't really had time to talk about and we're running out of time now is all of the other people who've been affected by this and hurt so yeah. badly including his own family yeah. um is yeah. there a takeaway that says get your life together don't live a double life do it right well yes and no um yes that's the kind of thing that jordan peterson would say i mean i, I would take several takeaways from this number one and, and i'm talking about for those of us who are christians uh uh, and, and also non-Christians, don't take your morality or your guidance from celebrities on uh, on radio and TV. Um, really don't. Uh, secondly, guard your own heart, you know, and you, you, yes, we have to live consistently. But thirdly, I would say this, we need to view life from the perspective of those who live not for ourselves, but live for Christ and see Christ you know, it's in Christ we find forgiveness, it's in Christ we find meaning, and it's in Christ we find the strength to overcome temptation. So the story of Joseph, for example, being tempted into his master's wife's bed, and he said, no, I can't do this. I'm not going to sin against uh, you or God. I'm not going to sin against God. And uh, I, I think we should take that on board. And I think those of us who are Christians, we should be very, very careful when other people's dirty linen is washed in public, we need to be particularly careful that we don't get, how will I put it, dirty with it, you know, get caught up in it. Um, you know, I, I'm, as I say, I, I'm, I'm sounding as though I'm excuse. I, I think it's because I commentate on a lot of different things. Normally, I don't want I don't want any to do with any of this stuff. I, the, the, the private life of celebrities, I have no interest in whatsoever. I, I, I've got enough to deal with, and there are far bigger issues. However, in this case, because it was and is a reflection on our culture, I, I thought for me it was worth looking at. But I would say for most of us, if you're going to look at that, then for every look, time you look at our culture, take 10 looks at Christ. Wonderful insights. And, uh, you know, listeners to this program will know we don't deal a lot with celebrity gossip. Um, there might be some more call for that uh, when we can bring Christian dimensions to what happens with celebrity gossip. And uh, it might be something we might need to engage with even a whole lot more into the future. But as you say, there is a way that as Christians we might engage with that, uh, which doesn't uh, take in all of the sensationalism and uh, just uh, glory in the sins of others. Uh, David Robertson is director of the Ask Project uh, with Sydney Anglicans. David, always just great wisdom and insight. I want to thank you once again for taking that opportunity to be able to share these thoughts with us. Let me point listeners to how they can connect with you. It's a simple website to remember, ask.org.au, ask.org.au. Ask is about evangelism, and this is where the rubber hits the road often when it comes around issues with celebrities and who we take our cues from, take our cues from Christ and from those who are following him. David Robertson, thank you so much for taking some time to share these things with us today on 2020. It's a privilege, and uh, I, I hope the, the rest of your conversations, which sound fascinating, I'm particularly interested in the Tasmanian one, because uh, I think ta I love Tasmania because it's the part of Australia that's most like Scotland. So I'll be very, very interested. I think it's more like heaven than hell. <laughs> right. I think lots of people are going to agree with you there. So uh, that conversation. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.